Ziploc that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Trap Draw Podcast. My name is Randy. I am joined by Mr. Tron Carter. TC, how are you today, sir? Big, I'm great. I've been catching up on Tour lately, uh, the last few nights. I'm through stage 15 now. Stages 11 and 12. I'm I'm still buzzing after watching those the other night. Long story short, I'm great. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, we have a very special guest, which I'm going to introduce in just a second. But a couple of sponsors to thank off the top. The first being Roback, Roback Activewear. Roback has been gaining traction big time. We love the fit and feel of their gear. The quality is top notch. I want to talk about three things. Uh, first, the performance polos. They fit so much better than your typical boxy polos. They have it all. Fire prints, classic stripes, simple solids. The four-way stretch material is next level and wrinkle-free. The collars, they never lose their shape. Combine it all, and that's why Roback polos are unmatched. Second, their performance Q-zips are a game-changer when it comes to golf. You know, Anytime you have cooler temperatures, you're going to be throwing darts all day in these things. Perfect for a crisp early morning 18, a run around the block, a day in the office, or a night out. They are the definition of versatile. And then third, last but not least, the performance hoodies are legitimately the most comfortable hoodies we've worn on the course and off. Hands down, the softest, stretchiest hoodies in golf. They're just asking to be worn out on the links. So right now, listeners, you can use the code TRAP on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of this week. That's spelled Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. And that's 20% off all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with code TRAP, T-R-A-P. Trust us when we say you can't beat Roback. Check them out now. TC, I know we got a lot of good things uh, ahead with Roback this fall. So very exciting stuff there. We do. We do. And, I, you know, I think uh, I'm excited. We're, we're taking a big trip here and we'll get a chance to, to play some of that more spring-like golf in the middle of the summer, you know? So uh, it's burning hot here yeah, oh my god it's been so like bad in most Denver places too. yeah <laughs> uh well the other sponsor i want to thank real quick whoop today's episode is brought to you by whoop the personalized digital fitness and health coach an official fitness wearable of the pga and lpga tours you can monitor your recovery sleep training and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback with whoop train smarter recover faster sleep better and now feel healthier with whoop and their all new whoop 4.0 the latest, most advanced fitness wearable on the market. The all-new 4.0 is smaller, smarter, and designed with new biometric tracking, including skin temperature, blood oxygen, and more. The device also features a new smart alarm designed to wake you up feeling refreshed and ready to take on the day. Tron, uh, with our aforementioned big travels coming up, it's going to be very interesting what kind of recovery numbers uh, we're, we're pulling down. Which actually, you know, by the time this is out, the cat will be out of the bag. We'll be we'll be posting this, uh, I believe, the week of August or no next week. So we'll already be there. We'll be in Sweden, Randy. I'm curious, uh, how are your blood oxygen levels looking these days? Well, I think I'm. I you know I I'm doing all my training at a little bit of altitude. I'm very confident to head it over to Sweden. I, I think my body's gonna be 
you know, not we won't say max, but well, maybe max performance, all things considered. We'll we'll see. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick, the all new waterproof device is free when you sign up for a Whoop 4.0 membership. For any members, if you have six months left of membership on your account, you can upgrade now and get your 4.0 for free. And then right now, on top of that, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code NLU15 at checkout. So go to Whoop. W-H-O-O-P.com, enter NLU15 at checkout to save 15%. Thank our sponsors very much. I think we're going to have a third one to thank uh, coming up about midway through this episode, but certainly thank you to Roback and Whoop. All right. Our guest today, a man that probably needs an introduction. Uh, His name is Nate Carr. He hails, he lives in the great state of Alaska. Nate, welcome to the trap draw. You are bearing the burden of being our Alaskan expert this week. How are you? Are you ready for the challenge? Um, I'm I'm not. I'm absolutely not. Let's let's start from the top. Okay, no. great start. <laughs> great start. Which and people probably know you, uh, you know, online. You're, you're a very vital part of the golf Twitter ecosystem. Car for the course. Uh, you know, Nate the Great, of course. Uh, <laughs> Let's just get your bona fides out of the way off the top. You know, are you, did you, were you born in Alaska? Have you lived there your whole life? Just, just walk us through your Alaska bona fides. All right. Well, my Alaska bona fides sound a lot more impressive than they are. I am a second generation Alaskan. My dad was born here. I was born here. Um, I'm probably the most un-Alaskan Alaskan you'll ever meet. Uh, I've never gutted a fish. Uh, I've never shot an animal, but. I have lived here my whole life other than four years away at college. So I do have that going for me. Have you ever shot a fish? <laughs> no, no, I've never shot okay. a fish. Okay. No. All right. Sorry, TC. I've Go been ahead. in a, I've, I've been in a boat where a fish was shot because the halibut, they are big. Can you see Russia from your house? No, I cannot. It's unfortunate. You know, I live right by the water, live right by the airport, but, but no Russia in sight. It is unfortunate. Uh. We do get we do get this smoke. We do get their smoke. If there's forest fires in Russia, every once in a while we get the smoke. Okay. Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, TC, let me interject real quick. Why I, I I feel like I should have said why why Alaska this week? Why are we you know why why bring on Nate? And the and it's a very yeah. good reason. For the first time ever, the USGA has put a championship up in Alaska. It is the U.S. Women's Senior Am. Uh, this week, starting, I believe, July 30th and then going through the weekend and into the week of August 1st. So, um, you know, good luck to all the ladies up there. Really, really cool of the USGA to, to get a championship up to Alaska. And I think that's 50. That's all 50 states, right? That's a championship. This is the 50th state where they've, ha- they've held one of the championships. So yeah, last- the, uh, uh, the USGA is going to be out in the water with a aircraft carrier, like mission accomplished, you know, got all 50. It's going to be great. Yeah. What's the course? Uh, Anchorage golf course. Um, we do not have a lot of courses up here, so they chose the only public. Uh, the only other two that are near Anchorage are both on a, a military base. So I'm not sure if there was some issues with that, but yeah, they chose Anchorage golf course, which completely biased. That's my home course. It's not, uh, it's not a big ballpark. I'm excited to see these women tear it up. What's the season up there? Um, sickos can get out late April. 
um, in, uh, in the valley, which means nothing to you, but if you drive a little bit north of here, the wind blows a little bit all winter. So, uh, the snow is not as plentiful and you can get out late April, early May a Anchorage golf course. We're on temps until first week of June sometimes. And then the freeze hits September and it kind of can come and go. And I I've played golf in October, but again, sickos only like is golf. Are you one of the rare golfers up there or is it, is it pre it is, activity? It's a, it is a tiny, tiny community. Um, like most Alaskans, I grew up playing tennis. Um, so, uh, I have tennis that I played all winter inside and then I play golf in the summer, but yeah, it's a, it's a pretty small community for sure. Like, I think the first time I saw you on Insta or Twitter, you were, you were hitting the balls inside, uh, in the, in the, you know, inflatable bubble there and you're just hitting absolute trad rockets off the turf <laughs> against that dark background you you were kind of the the uh, precursor to like the kawa uh, yeah range you know you, you gotta practice 100 of the shots you never use on the course so i definitely go in the dome all winter and work on my stinger how did you get from i'm, I'm a little disappointed tc i i, I wasn't quite sure we had a Notre dame uh person in our midst here but how did you get from alaska to Notre dame um good Besides question by, uh, I assume airplane there was there were multiple airplanes involved um no my grandpa uh did not go to college um but he grew up um as most people did his age like thinking notre dame was a pretty cool spot and so uh it was kind of his idea we went and visited um he my grandpa had a friend who happened to be the um archbishop here in alaska and he was friends with a guy named hesburg and so there was a, a tiny notre dame connection there um yeah it was my senior year in high school we went and visited and it was the week after northwestern beat notre dame it was like it was campus was not electric it was not a good scene but um coming from alaska we do not have a beautiful campus no offense to uaa but uh um, seeing a campus like that was pretty impressive. So I ended up going there because my grandpa made me, I mean, it inspired me, inspired me. Like, where's the weather shittier South bend or, or Anchorage? Oh, I, I always tell people the worst winters I ever had were South bend. Lake effect is no joke. That is not fun. During your time there, who was the coach? Who was the quarterback? How was the team? Uh, my freshman year, we uh, ushered out the Lou Holtz era. So uh, he was there my freshman year. We, I, I saw him get carried off. And then um, my That's sophomore year, yeah. <laughs> my sophomore year, we had uh, Bob Davey. And uh, yeah, the internet, um, I think I self-posted this, so it's my own fault. But on the internet, there is the, uh, his uh, welcoming pep rally where I happened to be one of the guest speakers back in uh, 1997. So. Um, I did a, I, I was a larger man in college. I did a, a Chris Farley impression and, um, talked about how bigger is better and somehow, you know, it's on the internet and yeah, Bob Davey was our guy. It was just really good times. Really great. <laughs> it's like being in Florida during the, during the run years. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We did not see a lot of, uh, a lot of wins, but my, you know, we traveled to, uh, well, I didn't go, but friends of mine went down to Tennessee and. Like, why, why go to that game? That's just a, that's a lose-lose. Like, I'm not going to Tennessee to watch the Bob Davey fighting Irish get their ass kicked. It's yeah. not for me. 
how or what brought your grandpa to Alaska in the first place? I think, you know, he, he came up in the late forties and I think it was just opportunity. He was in his early twenties, maybe 19, I think, I don't know. Um, and he worked at the, I think his first job was with the railroad. Uh, I, oddly enough, both my grandpas worked for the railroad here, but his was like in the commissary. He worked in a grocery store in, uh, in San Bernardino, which is where he's from. And I think it was just like a, a short-term idea. Like I'll go up to Alaska, put in some time. That sounds like an adventure. And uh, it's pretty common actually in Alaska for people to say, Oh, I, you know, I, I came up here for three weeks about 30 years ago type of story. So just never, happened. Left. Yeah. never left. Yeah. yeah. Fell in love. And was it always kind of, you know, because I know that's kind of a, kind of an issue with Alaska is like kind of the brain drain, right? Of like a lot of people that grow up there, there's not a law school, there's not a medical school, like people leave and then they don't necessarily come back after growing up there. Was it always something where you were drawn to come back there? I, I think, you know, my, my sister left and only came back to visit. Like she was out, she went to school in Vermont. She's like, I'm out here. This is not for me. Uh, she moved to Santa Fe. So it was like, she was trying to find places that were not Alaskan. Um, <laughs> I came home mostly because of, um, because my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife of uh, 21 years was here. And we both, we both grew up here. Um, the corny line is I met her because of alphabetical order in seventh grade. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's why I'm here. I know all of my family's yeah. here. So. Okay. And you're a teacher by occupation, correct? My my occupation is uh, uh, I am a high school English teacher, and I'm going to get out ahead of this with Randy. Uh, not a big reader, Randy. Uh, if you ask me what what I'm reading right now, I I tend to read the same short stories and uh, novels with my students over and over again. I I don't read for pleasure as much anymore. Um, I was a theater major in college. Never even did any acting. I'm I'm the epitome of if you can't do teach. So can't do a lot of stuff, but I can't teach. Been doing it for 18 years. What uh, do you focus a lot on writing then, like composition? What's or, or do you kind of you know cover the yeah the spectrum a little bit? It is it is pretty broad. I I teach uh, English one and two mostly, like alternating years, so freshmen and sophomores, and then I also have a uh, senior elective world mythology which we do everything but greek and roman mythology in you know four months so everything is just touching very lightly and moving on but it's i don't know i i guess my whole goal is to get kids into the quote-unquote real world with some level of skill and if i can expose them to a book here if i can get them to write you know coherent paragraphs and long form writing as well and, and great you know um I also feel like I, I want to, you know, just teach them to be functional human beings. Life so. lessons through literature, through English. What So English one and two, is that like Old Man in the Sea and Great Gatsby and some American lit with other stuff mixed in or is, or is it? Kind All right. Of it, I, well, they just changed. I mean, if anybody's ever been in a school district, they changed the curriculum on us a couple of years ago. So um Ninth graders, they do a broad, they call it genres, which is the most broad, just nauseating title. Uh, so we still, we, we read like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird and Romeo and Juliet, because why not? Um, and then 
uh, sophomore year is world lit, and then junior years when they they pushed back American lit. So uh, that's where you'll get your great Gatsby's and um, things of that nature. Yeah, got all quiet on the Western Front. Uh, our our <laughs> our our 3.5 essays. We I mean we used to just drill on 3.5 essays. Is that still a thing? It it is not like the the writing that I do. I probably don't do a full fledged essay except maybe once a quarter. I'm big on give me a paragraph um, and then just really hammering down like topic sentences, support evidence. And then every once in a while, we'll we'll dive into the the full essay. You can't, you know, these attention spans, the, the kids, the essay. Come on, gosh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm having flashbacks. I was always an English history guy, so I was always, you know, big essay guy. Uh, hated hated math and science. Uh, I liked <laughs> physical science. I just hated like chemistry and biology and that sort of things. I liked physics. Um, yeah. So all right, so. With Alaska, like, do you feel, I guess growing up there, you, you don't, you don't really know any different for the most part, like a, like, what do you do all winter? Like, you know, I'm sure it can get you down as far as like the lack of light and be like, do you feel a little bit isolated from like, you know, the, the mainland United States and, or just like the, the continental United States, I should say. Uh, first of all, let's get into that. It's. Yeah. Uh, continental United States is I can get a lot of companies just all up in the uh, uh, their shipping issues because they'll say, oh, we ship to the continental United States. Fun fact, we are, we are on, on the continent. The continent. Yeah. Right. That's a fun <laughs> fact. Uh, contig- I have, I have uh, introduced and a lot of companies have learned the word contiguous. Uh, <laughs> contiguous is, yeah. is really the key when they, when they want to jack up the, the prices, they, they have to make sure you use contiguous. But uh uh, to answer your question, I my wife grew up. She's a she cross country skied. We used to go out and ski, and I say used to because now we have we have four kids, and I spent a lot of my time chasing them around to rock climbing, swimming, basketball, and last few years it's just been doing that. And then, unfortunately for my sons, I've gotten them hooked on golf. So that dome you're talking about, I spent a lot of time there. I also uh, it's it's nice that my mom when I was in college she uh, moved to Lower Forty Eight. Um, down to Palm Springs, so we get down there quite a bit okay. in the winter, which is it recharges the batteries, so it's good. And then sometimes you go to Hawaii too, right? I, I grew up. Uh, um, my grandpa again. Ironic, he doesn't actually even like Hawaii, but everybody else in the family liked Hawaii, so we would go to Hawaii a lot when I was a kid. Uh, normally around uh, Christmas break, um, and then my dad picked up the mantle, but uh, and took us for quite a few years here, so. It's, it's lovely. We, we, you, know, you go to Hawaii and you just chat, you just, just trash on you contiguous people. And, you know, it's wonderful. How long is the flight to Hawaii? See, it's easier to get to Hawaii than it is to like Chicago or, yeah. or a lot of, it's only like, I mean, headwinds, it can be like over six, but it's around six hours straight. Uh, that does feel like magic. You get on a plane in Anchorage and you get off a plane in Kona and you're like, that, that, that was magic. That was truly exceptional on Alaska Airlines, of course. Okay. You know what? I'm, I'm pleased that Randy even let us have you as a guest on the pod because you're big into growing the game. You've got the, you know, <laughs> the golf, the, uh, golf with your kids, you know, yes. like you, you've got a great Instagram account. Like you're always, I love 
watching all your, you know, all your stories, like going out with your kids, going to the range, um, you know, just see, like seeing what golf looks like in Alaska. And, um, you know, it's just, it's like, it's cool. What's the age range on your kids? Um, our old, we have a, uh, two boys, two girls. The boys are 17 and 15 and the girls are 13 and nine. I'm, I'm batting 500 on the whole golf thing. I got, I got the boys, the girls, they just, they're not, they're not having it. So, so I I find ways of hanging out with them elsewhere. So with college approaching, I mean, how difficult is it to like visit schools? How how do you even do that with a 17 year old? We, that was spring break, spring break uh, this year. We went down and we drove around uh, Washington and Oregon, looked at schools. Um, Sometimes we'll try to tack on, like if we're in, uh, we go to Kentucky and Tennessee a lot for family. And so we stop by UK just so we can see what an enormous campus looks like. I think if you step foot on a campus, you get an idea of like, Oh, it's up here. It can feel like a mythological thing. Like what is college? And then if you step on a campus, you're like, Oh, okay. So we try to do that as much as we can. Uh, do you have any sense? Do you think your kids will end up back in Alaska? Have, have, have you know, have you ever, talked about you that? know uh jack our oldest son he wants to he's got he's got golf dreams he's got d3 golf dreams and so he wants to go play golf somewhere and i i think he's going to be of the mind where once he gets a taste for the lower 48 where he can play golf a lot more he's not coming back our daughters our daughters still are in that mindset of like oh wherever family is so we'll see but jack's a goner and i don't know about it i don't know about her i don't know about her 15 year old yet yeah what's uh just flying in and out like i'm fascinated by the the airport the ted stevens which first of all tell me about ted stevens kind of a uncle ted uncle ted with the uh yeah with the hulk ties and he uh you know anchorage is small the longer you live here it's even smaller like uh of course like family friends and stuff knew uncle ted and no actual relation. That's just what Alaskans jokingly called him. I will say this. The weird thing is, you know, his first wife, unfortunately, passed away in a, in a plane crash. And so it seems odd to me that, like, let's honor this man by naming the airport after him. It's like, let's find something else, guys. But uh, it, is a, it is a pretty wild airport. It's a lot of cargo. It's also, like, the busiest small plane airport, I think, yeah. in the world. Can't wait to be corrected on that one by somebody. But uh, I mean, we live a mile from the airport and all we hear is prop planes all summer, just buzzing the tower. So, and that, I mean, that's because like the, what the, what's that act where a bunch of the, like the federal government basically subsidizes transport in and out of a bunch of small regional airports. I know that's the case in Nebraska and Kansas and, you know, places around the country, but you know, there's like 50 or 60 different airports around Alaska, right? That, that Yeah, I mean, there's so much. I mean, the connected road system is not a thing up here. I mean, everything, if you want to get something to rural Alaska or the bush, as they call it, you, you basically got to take a plane. So all winter, that's how people get their goods and services is through small planes. And I mean, tourism is a big thing. So a lot of people, you know, flying in and out of Anchorage to go shoot animals and go for hikes and climb Denali and that kind of stuff. So was Stevens like was Ted Stevens 
Was he a good guy? Was he a bad guy? Was he both? Like, I know there was some corruption stuff. He's probably like pork barrel spending too, right? Yeah. But, but also in a place like Alaska, that's probably, you kind of need a patron, right? You need somebody looking oh, man. at you in Washington. People, people definitely loved him. I mean, I think uh, he was well-liked because of what he brought home, you know? Like, he definitely brought brought stuff home and, you know, you know, things got done because of Ted, but yeah, there was a he had a nice cabin at the uh, in uh, near the uh, ski resort that may or may not have been uh, updated or fixed or completely built by, you know, somebody. Is that the Alaska? The, the... Yeah, Alaska. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I think he, he would have served at the same time. Your two senators would have been Stevens and Mike Gravel. Is that right? Gravel. Yeah. Well, no. Well done. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and, you know, he, that's that's uh i don't know if uh i don't really know much about mike Gravel, but yeah he he was around for a long time ted stevens was definitely uh and you know i'd, I'd rather not get into don young if we're gonna go uh to the uh the other um parts of alaskan politics but yeah we we had some mainstays for a long time representing us in dc so stevens himself passed away in a plane crash yeah not- oh yeah oh, sorry okay. yeah yeah forgot to get to that point yeah his <laughs> He was in a plane crash. His wife died, and then he was in another plane crash, and he died. So let's name an airport after him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gosh, um, the airport's crazy because it's like you know. I think like some large percentage of goods coming to and from Asia, like you know, passes yeah. through there. Um, and it's you know, it's I, like I think it's one of the world's largest like cargo hubs and everything. How is the airport? Is it a good airport to fly in and out of? It's great. I mean, it, it's. The busiest time is midnight. We have a lot of need to get to lower 48 to get connections. So if it's just hammered at like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. That's the busiest time at the airport. But uh, I think it's easy. You know, I'm a proud Club 49 member, you know, 49 state. All your bags are or two bags are free, which is big for a golfer. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I do not pay for baggage because I'm a Alaska Airlines member. So, yeah, no, it's a it's a good airport. Uh, I like it. What time zone are you guys in? We have our own. Thank you very much. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Is it four hours behind? Is it the, the yeah? It, the yeah. It's uh, what is it? Nine thirty. Yeah, Alaska. Yeah. And I, I mean, and they tried all kinds of stuff. At one point, they tried the two-hour difference. They've tried multiple time zones in Alaska itself. I mean, we're as wide as the rest of the United States, so that makes sense. But um, yeah, no, we have our own time zone. Okay. And then, as far as like, is is Seattle kind of the does that feel like kind of the the hub? Like, is everybody going through Seattle, Tacoma, or is yes. it kind of split between Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and Denver? Um, I feel like in the last 10, 15 years, like Portland's gotten a little bit more love, but I feel like every flight or every time you left, you always had to go through SeaTac. Like, my kids don't ask how long a flight is, they ask how many flights are we going to take? Like, we're going to Kentucky. Is it, are we going Anchorage, Seattle, Chicago, Cincinnati, or are we going? And they used to have back when Delta, you know, ran the show, there was a wonderful Anchorage, Cincinnati direct. That thing was great, but that's gone. Cincinnati, such a better hub than Atlanta has, has proven. Oh, it's such a ghost town that that it's airport depressing. is so weird. It's yeah. huge. Also and like Delta, nothing is, nothing's going on. Delta like choked it off. Right. Like, you know, and they made a bad bet with Comair and the price of 
Comair had bad labor contracts and all that. Like, how did the seasonal flights work? Because I know there's a seasonal direct to Atlanta, right? Is that seasonal yeah. for you guys in the in the winter, or is that seasonal for people no. coming to Alaska in the summer? Yeah, nobody cares about locals. It's all seasonal summer. Yeah. Like, um, the only one that is uh, flipped seasonally is Hawaii. There's uh, the direct Anchorage Kona. I think is mostly in the winter. Everything else is trying to get like American does a direct. From Dallas, there there is a seasonal to Atlanta. Um, yeah, we can get some long haul flights in the summer. Hey everybody, sorry to interrupt. One more sponsor to thank. That is our good friends at DraftKings. MMA fans, as the fighters face off during UFC 277, you can take down your own big win with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC this Saturday. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. Want even more action? You can also double your winnings on a same-game parlay, combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, how long the fight will last, and more. Just place your UFC 277 same-game parlay, and if it hits, you'll win double. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code NLU. Bet $5 on any UFC 277 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code NLU this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Thank them for sponsoring the Trap Draw. And now back to our conversation. So Anchorage, does it kind of sit like, is it is it pretty flat? Is it... You mentioned the valley that's like north of there. Is it pretty flat? You're kind of on the on the banks of this bay, and then you're surrounded by mountains. Or kind of explain to me. The yeah, geography. it's the it's called the Anchorage Bowl. So you're to the east is all mountains. There's a huge mountain range, and then to the west is is the water, the inlet. Um, it's pretty flat. Um, I wouldn't say it's. I mean, but you're the mountains are right here. Like the I teach at uh, a high school about six miles from here. You go another two miles here in the foothills, like I can get to above tree line in less than 30 minutes from my house or, you know, so we are, we are right on the mountains. They're right there, but Anchorage itself kind of sits in a little bowl. Do you ever go to like Juno or Fairbanks for anything? Or is, is it kind of, Hey, everything you need is like, I mean, like, because it's kind of shocking how like, you know, Fairbanks gets mentioned as like, Oh, it's the second biggest city. And you know, Juno's the capital and like you kind of look and see how much bigger Anchorage is. It's what like, yeah, you know, a quarter of a million people or 300,000 people. Versus- yeah. Well, I think we're still half the population in the States in town. And, you know, uh, to, to reference back to my most unalaskan Alaskan, never been to Fairbanks. Okay. Never been. Why, why would I go? It's a mm-hmm. five hour drive or I could take a, you know, a three hour flight to Seattle. Like I, I choose my battles and I'd rather go to lower 48. So yeah, I've never been that far north. What been about to the park. Um, been to I, I've been to the Southeast actually very recently. We went down, a friend of ours has a uh, uh, fishing and hunting business in uh, Prince of Wales Island. So we did the whole uh, Southeast. That is beautiful part of Alaska. It makes sense that people do the inside passage yeah. um, cruises. That, that part is, it is beautiful down there. What about like Denali or any of the parks? Yeah, yeah. The I've been up to the park a couple times. Uh, you can see the mountain from Anchorage on a on a clear day, which is gorgeous. But uh, yeah, the parks 
it's big. I know that Montana does the whole big sky, you know, thing, but you get up to Denali and the park is just enormous. You feel so small when you're up in the park. It's beautiful. Have you ever been above the uh, Arctic Circle? No. My son, uh, my 15-year-old son, was in a, uh, played in a basketball tournament up in Kotzebue, so he's the only one. He was, he's the only one that's uh, been above the Arctic Circle in our house, so good on him. Huh. How, like, like, how expensive is it just for like, goods? Oh, yeah. Um, well, uh, I feel like I'm uh, last talking about buying a rotisserie chicken in L.A., but we do the whole grass-fed organic milk, and good God, like it's, it's pretty bad right now. It's, it's super expensive. Yeah, goods and services are definitely cranked up a notch, but we don't have a sales tax in Anchorage, so it just you only get hit once. But yeah, it's it's pretty expensive. And then tell me about the 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 Alaska Permanent Fund. <laughs> I tell you what, it, what's funny about that? You go away to college, and in order to get it while you're still in college, like you have to go to the registrar uh, at Notre Dame and be like, "Listen, I know this is weird. I need you to sign off that I'm only visiting. I don't live in Indiana. Otherwise, I can't get this check." And so they look at you weird. But yeah, so. I think most of my lifetime, I've been getting a check just for living here um, this year. And it fluctuates with the markets, so it can get pretty high. Uh, I, this year, it's it's embarrassing how high it's going to be. I think it's supposed to be around three grand per person. And like I said, we're a family of six, so yeah. So you're so does it that should cover like, it's milk? It covers it? the milk. Do you get it or do your kids like, is it addressed to your kids when they get it? Or is it kind of like dependent? Everybody gets it. So all six of us get a check. Yeah. We all get our own check. And so, yeah, depending if it's a high year or not, like it's, it is funny that like, you know, your little kid might has to, might have to file taxes because they got a check from the state of Alaska. So, and then are there no, so there's, there's no sales tax. Is there state income tax as well? There's no, um, sales tax in Anchorage. There are other parts of the state that has it. Um, yeah. Uh, they hit us hard property taxes. Or it's just, we put all our eggs in one basket and we get okay. hit pretty hard with property tax here in Anchorage. Okay. Uh, yeah. I saw something where Anchorage is like the best, ta- it's like the most attractive tax place in the United States. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, Randy, you're up there, man. I know you're a big, big tax haven guy. No, I'm not. You know? I'm not. I'm not. What's it? Hey, and a big UBI guy too, you know. What what's Anchorage like? I've I've never been there. I've never seen it. How, like, what is is it a big downtown? Are there big buildings? How how do you describe Anchorage? That's. I feel like there's two Anchorages. There's the locals, and then there's the tourists. Like downtown Anchorage is feels strictly touristy. You go down there. We have a big performing arts center, and so you'll go to shows and things in the winter. But it's a ghost town, like all the restaurants and uh, the streets is just quiet because it's cold as hell and it's dark and nobody's down there. Um, Locals kind of operate in what's called Midtown and South Anchorage. And I mean, it feels like, you know, going to the Midwest, it feels like they just squished together like 12 suburbs and called it a a city. It doesn't feel like there's a a downtown that locals use that much. No offense to downtown Anchorage, but um, it just feels like, 12 suburbs smashed together and 
and because of the mountains and because of the size, like it's, it's not much smaller than the state of Rhode Island. So it's a big city, but it's, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's got a weird identity that way. Like it, it feels very functional and you can get to the mountains, you can get to the water, you can do a lot of things, but, um, yeah, it just feels like a bunch of suburbs smashed together sometimes. What's the weather like in the winter? I mean, is it, is it like big storms that roll in and it snows for three or four days or is it just kind of, you're constantly getting nicked up with three or four? Yeah, days? it's, it's, three or four it's a thousand paper cuts for sure. Like it's just, it snows. And once it snows, it's the snows here. It's like, you know, other places I've been where it's like, Oh, it snowed, but it's supposed to warm up to well, like, I'm sure Randy knows in Denver, it's like, Oh, it snowed, but then it melts and snows and melts. Once it snows, it's where we have snow. And so if we get an early snow, like we did last year, like it's, it was here in late September and it didn't leave till May. So yeah, it's, it can be pretty brutal, but you know, the snow is one thing and I actually don't mind to have that snow cover because it, it makes it lighter. Like the lights and everything reflects off the snow and it does feel a bit lighter because when we don't have that, the darkness is just brutal. It's you go to work in the dark, you come home in the dark, you're having dinner at four because it's dark. Like uh, that part sucks. Like as far as the water, like, you know, being near the water, does that kind of regulate the temperature a little bit more in Anchorage versus when you get inland? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like Fairbanks, they get a lot more extreme. I mean, that's also a lot farther North, but, uh, even up, like I said, in the valley, like they can get um, a little bit more extreme weather and get warmer and, and colder. Yeah, we're temperate, you know, quote unquote temperate because it's, you know, it's still still fucking Alaska. It's cold as hell, but it's it's not a it's not too bad. What's the like like for ski season? How does that work where it's dark? During ski season, like a ski season, kind of like April through May. It's there, they or? try to open it. I mean, the mountains open, you know, as early as I want to say around Thanksgiving, maybe even before that, you know, I haven't downhill skied since I was a little kid. So um, I'm, I'm not big on the downhill skiing scene, but uh, it's, you know, that was Ted Stevens. He tried to get the Olympics here forever. And it's like, why, why, why do people want to, because the way that that mountain is situated, you're in the shade until March. So it's a cold, nasty mountain, but you know, we, we, we still have our Olympians, Tommy Mo, you know, he, he's from uh, Anchorage. Yeah. So the there you go. Like, are there lights or, or is yeah. it just, yeah, it's okay. lit. Yeah, okay. for sure. I think yeah. peekaboo streets, Alaskan too, isn't she? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, great name. Great name. Of oh, course. Legend. Is there, um, besides like the light and dark, is it just like super cloudy or do you get, I, I guess in the winter, you probably don't get it. No, of, it's, like, direct it's sunlight. Pretty, it's uh, so the, you know, because of the light and dark, like the sun, it'll peak and it's like, it's really low in the sky. So um, it is weird. The sunlight you do get does come just smashing into the house with the way of the way our house is situated but uh a lot of people when you're buying a lot or you're looking for something you always want southern exposure because if you have a nice yard that faces the south then you get a lot more light that way um i wouldn't say like i wouldn't say it's too cloudy all the time like you can get a lot of beautiful sunny days but it does get cloudy like right now june we had an amazing june but clouds came in 
uh, in July and they, they could be here for a while. So it can get a little gloomy in the summer sometimes. Are the mosquitoes or the flies like, do you guys have like the biggest flies in the world? The mosquitoes are huge. Like people, you know, in other places complain about the uh, mosquitoes and I'm like, I, you can't even see them. Like in the, the bugs in Kentucky, like you can hear them, but the ones flying around by you, you don't see, but here they're enormous. And like, you'll take pictures, like you go for a hike and you take pictures and you'll see the mosquitoes in the picture. It's pretty gross. They're like, they're basically like little birds. <laughs> like a yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, you- uh, they don't carry diseases as much, which is terribly convenient. I feel like there'll be a mass exodus if Alaskan mosquitoes start getting the West Nile and all that. So, yeah. What, uh, so, so Randy and I both went to Miami University, Ohio, longtime member of the CCHA. And they would always play, uh, which one was it, Randy? Was it Fairbanks or Anchorage? I believe it was Fairbanks. I believe okay. it was Yeah, Fairbanks. and they played Notre Dame too. So yeah. I, the Fairbanks yeah. would come down and play. Uh, UAA played like uh, St. Cloud and I'm trying I, to remember what that was. WCHA, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun and then, hockey. No. I mean, that was that was something I did grow up. Going to hockey games, was, they are great. I mean, you, real competition there. So yeah. not at the high yeah, school level. Was, it, was, it, was a, it was a tragedy that the CCHA kind of, you know, Penn State created a hockey program and kind of you know blew up the ccha because the big 10 took wisconsin and or took uh you know michigan state and michigan and ohio state and all those guys because that was that was great like when when notre dame would come down to miami or when you know michigan would come down to miami like it was it was awesome and then uh but it was always interesting too like you'd be in a class with some of the with some of the hockey players and they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to Alaska next week. I'm not going to be here for class all week. God yeah. Enough, you know? And they're also like 25 because they spent yeah. four or five years in juniors yeah. or something. So I'm just like the biggest shitheads you've ever met. <laughs> but I will give them credit. They were like all business majors and they all like cared about class. They right. were pretty, pretty switched on, on that, on that front. Yeah. So I, n- I never yeah, learned like, to, I never learned to skate backwards. So I never yeah. got into hockey. Yeah. They, uh, but like they've, they disband or they they kind of put either one or both of the programs on hiatus, right? And then they were playing as one. And then I know Fairbanks had like a big academic scandal a few years back too. Yeah, they- which is unfortunate because I mean, for engineering, I mean, I would say UAF is probably the best school out of the uh, Alaska universities. Um, Anchorage is known for its nursing, and uh, Southeast is known for teaching, um, but. Yeah, UAF was definitely the the best school of the three. I will say the the hockey uh, UAA our um, Sullivan Arena was where all the hockey games were played, and um, they got kicked out of there. And so they're they're playing games at like their practice rink on campus, where it was like bleachers on one side. It was it was a bleak scene. It was it's it was bleak for sure. What's so? But there's a there's a uh, there's an arena like who was it the 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 Alaska Airlines Arena. What's that for then? Yeah, great question. Uh, they they built an arena on campus for basketball. There is no ice. No hockey. No, no hockey. Strictly basketball. And uh, right around the same time that the Great Alaska Shootout just stopped. So yeah, good good timing on that one. Uh, that, that Randy, that's kind of the opposite of Miami. What they they yeah. built the big ice arena and. Uh, you know the basketball arena sucks. Oh, Randy, you would have loved the uh, Great Alaska Shootout back in the day. That that was oh, a good time. Like, no, I, uh, I, it yeah. was, 
I, I watched it every year almost. It was uh, that and the the event in Maui in the preseason NIT right. were like the three you know markers of the start of college basketball. Yeah, the Great Alaskan Shootout used to get phenomenal fields too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ronnie Cycli, Steve Kerr, um, tons of great players came through when I was a kid. I uh, when I was in Notre Dame, I came back one Thanksgiving, which was pretty rare because Notre Dame was in it, and they got beat by UAA. So. I was decked out in my Notre Dame gear in Anchorage as Notre Dame got beat by UA. That was that was a good time. That was the year Cincinnati won. So I was gonna say I'm pretty so sure that, Cincinnati upset Duke one year up there, maybe. Yeah, or? with uh with the uh, Trajan Langdon, the home, hometown boy, yeah. got beat by Cincinnati and uh Ken, no, is it Kenyon Martin? Who was the yeah, it was like Kenyon Martin. I think Melvin Levitt was on that like, team. Uh Kenny Satterfield or uh, that was uh, Steve Logan. That, uh, yeah, that was that a great was, game. That that, was, that championship game was great. Huggy Bear, yeah. Huggy Bear had it rolling <laughs> in those days. Uh, got Demar. Uh, what was that? Demar Johnson played for the Hawks for a while. He was, uh, but so so that ended in 2017. It looks like was it kind of a long, slow decline for it? Like why did it stop? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I want to say logistics, and there's just there was better options. Like, would you rather go to Anchorage, Alaska, or would you rather go to Atlantis? You know I mean? It's like pick your poison. And I mean, I mean, the, it's not like the gym in Maui is why people go to Maui. I mean, there's, there's other reasons, but yeah, it is too bad. I just feel like they, there was too many, too much competition and Anchorage got kind of boxed out. What, uh, you ever go to the Iditarod? Tell me about that. Um, I've been to the, they have like the, uh, ceremonial start downtown. They just go and dump snow on Fourth Avenue, and you know the the dogs go running away. But then it's like they go around the corner and then stop, pack them up in their trucks, and go to the real start in Willow. So, okay. yeah, I've, I've been to Willow? that part. Willow's like an hour north past the valley. So, okay. yeah, it's like they do they do not actually start in Anchorage and go all the way to Nome. Okay, and then like what's what's kind of south southwest of you is that kind of like all the aleutian islands and all that stuff out towards yeah that's like uh that's basically every um tv show that people think about with alaska like deadliest catch that's where all those guys hang out so no thanks hard pass what's going on right now like is it is it kind of you know th- things are good the oil industry is booming um that sort of thing and, and kind of how much of a push pull is there between development and you know, uh, like drilling and all that versus, you know, kind of conservation, environmentalism, uh, outdoors. Well, um, I, I think there's a lot of people that are either in denial that a lot of our funding comes from oil, like everything. Um, and think, Oh, tourism, people will hang out and it'll be great. It's like, Dude, everything we, right. Um, So, yeah, no, I think we have, we have our moderates up here where it's like Lisa Murkowski, but she's going to ride hard for oil and gas for sure. And I mean, I I think that it it creates quite the, uh, I mean, there's like a, for a good example is like, there's this pass that you drive through and you're going to uh, Kenai Peninsula and one side is the snow machines which tend to be a little bit more conservative folks and then there's like the telemark skiing people on the other side of the pass so it's like all these you know trucks and you know flatbeds to carry all these sleds and then on the other side of the streets like 
Subarus on Subarus and people with their skins out, you know, it's like, it is, it's a pretty wild uh, juxtaposition, but yeah, I, I think we all kind of have to admit on some level that oil was making all this possible. It's like so. that. What was that movie that it was based at the ski resort and uh, there's, they're like, you know, they're trying to put in a big new hotel or big new development and all that. It's, it's a comedy. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think, you know, it's like loosely based in Alaska, but um I'll look it it's up. Not nor- I'm, it's not Northern Exposure. That oh. was a very popular TV show. At the oh, time. my God. My parents' favorite show, Northern Exposure. <laughs> not even filmed in Alaska. So really? Good times. No. What city do Alaskans like dump on? Like, what's what's the armpit of Alaska? Um, so we've talked about the valley a couple of times. I would say that Wasilla is not exactly known for being the most beautiful part of Alaska. So I, I do think... Wasilla gets uh, shit on quite a bit because it's just like it's just big box stores and a main drag and that's about it. And there's not a whole lot going on in Wasilla. Palmer, which is right next to it, is, it has some beautiful mountains and some farming and it's it is a lot more beautiful. But yeah, I would say Wasilla is not not great. Okay, I hope the Wasilla crowd gets in your ass. Oh what? yeah, because you know the Sarah Palin crew, I'm sure, would huge trap draw. Huge track yeah. rough hands. Is that where she's from? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Her, her and Todd. Too perfect. <laughs> Todd's on his snow machine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Iron Dogs. Uh, out, uh, out Cold was the movie. You ever see that? There oh, yeah. No, I didn't. No. I mean, it's dumb, <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of fun. Put it uh, in the queue. Hold on. Let me put it in the queue. What's the food scene like? You know, do you, do you guys just eat? Eat a lot of like roasts. Uh, let and, me just say, hold on, pies. real quick. Out Cold has an eight percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one. Must that be, low. yeah. That's yeah. It's impressive. Uh, uh, right. the food Sorry, scene, go ahead. Uh, yeah, fish, fish, food scene, fish. People, people salmon love their fish. You know, salmon, halibut. You can, um, you know, I can go and get fish. Just put a net in the because I'm an Alaskan. I can use. A net and just go get a ton of fish for my family and just put it in a freezer and feed them all winter if I wanted to. Uh, no, I think salmon is, I always love it when you go to like lower 48 and they're like, our special tonight is Alaskan salmon. And it's like, Ooh, tell me more. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I, I think that uh, Alaskan salmon is definitely, or fish is what a lot of people. Power rank the, the types of salmon for us. You know, you've got the, what the, the coho salmon and you've got the, you know, the really, really like, deep dark like deep amber color salmon uh right so i'd say uh, yeah i'm uh, uh white king not to be a complete elitist but white king is my favorite okay. and then reg- regular old king and then you can keep the rest okay like mm. that's yeah that's my power ranking king or bust and and how do you well, like it prepared um we do uh my wife does an amazing um just kind of keep the skin on you. You put the pan in the, like you preheat it uh, with tons of butter and then you put it in there and then you throw the salmon on and then flip it halfway through and the skin comes right off. So just kind of pretty simple. I like, I like the halibut sometimes needs a little bit more than that um, breaded or, or uh, deep fried, but yeah, salmon's pretty good. Just straight up. And what's the, like the restaurant scene? Is it mostly 
local joints are there are there some are there some chains up there as well um we we always like alaskans go hard for a chain restaurant showing up like the lot when when dairy queen showed up uh, what is it like five six years ago weeks there was a line for weeks to get dairy queen i mean people love a good chain restaurant but I would say, like, we have pretty good, like, Moose's Tooth is a really popular pizza joint, um, like, excessively popular. Like, locals don't even bother to try to get a table good. Um, uh, we have some good We have some good restaurants. There's this whole uh, group that has an, a fun breakfast place downtown, Snow City and South and Spurnard Roadhouse. I'm just name dropping now that they mean nothing to you. But there's some good food what's like the the state beer is there kind of like a de facto best brewery um i'm sure that uh, there would there's going to be people that would get after me to i i'm i like moose's tooth or broken tooth brewing which is the name of their brewing company uh, which got so popular they actually helped rewrite a law for microbreweries to be able to produce more beer because they were so popular but i'm sure alaskan brewing company wants a piece of the action but i'm a i'm a broken tooth guy myself okay have you ever been to the yukon territory um no i mean i've driven the alcan well i didn't drive it in 1986 my dad kind of there you know there's a family business that we may or may not be getting into at some point in this conversation but uh that was next uh, up on my list yeah oh okay (laughs) he he decided uh in 86, he decided to step away um, for a little bit. And in Memorial Day weekend, my dad and I hopped in a car and drove to Seattle. My sister and my mom met us there, and we drove down to Georgia, up to Maine and back, and got home about Labor Day. So Whoa. I think that was the only time I drove through there. So I've, I've been to almost, I think, all 50 states. But again, the majority of them were in 1986. So Okay. Like highlights of that trip. I mean, what were... Oh man. Um, it was amazing. Like, uh, you know, from the national parks, we got, you know, Bryce Canyon. I remember being beautiful Yellowstone. Um, uh, we spent 10 days in New York city and we got out of a show. I don't even remember the name of the show, but a run DMC concert was happening down the street and it got canceled or it got shut down and people were literally rioting and, like came out and I, you know, I'm a little kid, I'm freaking out. And they had those, you know, the horse-drawn carriage right out front, right by where we got out of the thing. And my dad's like, I will give you a hundred dollars, get us to our hotel. And so we went like two miles on a horse-drawn carriage to get away from a, a uh, rap concert riot. But uh, um, no, it was a, it was a, that was an amazing trip. Uh, and summer of 86 is still referenced quite regularly uh in my family and yeah that was that was a good time what's the alaska highway like is it paved the whole way is it it's paved if you know where you're going like uh, my dad got lost and um we were driving an audi and uh, an audi 5000 and he had one of those small spares in the back and to try to get a tire there for a uh an audi because he got off on a gravel road and got a huge flat and so we had we drove the rest of the way on a tire that was just a little bit too big until we got to civilization down in Seattle so you could get a real tire. So I think it's paved all the way now, but again, 86 was the last time I was on it. Something I've always wanted to like my dad had a motorcycle in college and 
Neil and my dad and I have talked about both going to New Zealand, but also mm -hmm. like, you know, BMW motorcycles going up to Alaska, doing the Alaskan highway. I seen, did, have you seen that? Was that Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the thing. long way I, with, with the long way down a long way up. And then he did the long way around as well, where he went, he went around the world, but he basically went from what Alaska to like Patagonia. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, I I've driven, you know, uh, we threw my car on a barge and picked it up in Seattle and I drove to college from Seattle to South Bend. That was great. And then I drove home from college, you know, via Palm Springs. So it took a long way, drove from South Bend to Palm Springs and then up the coast. So do you ever but, spend yeah. much time in Seattle or, or is it, you're always just kind of passing through? Uh, I tend to be passing through. Like I, I spent more time recently for whatever reason, the uh, longer stops, I should say, like I've got, I played chambers quite a few times over the past six years and mostly because my sons are into golf and that's worked out well. So, but normally just passing through. Uh, our family business. Tell yeah, let's. Yeah, <laughs> near and dear to our hearts. A you know, some subject matter near and dear to our hearts. Right. Uh, so uh, my last name is Carr, and if you come to Alaska, you'll notice that there are grocery stores called Cars. They're called Cars Safeway now. Um, but my uh, grandpa moved up here in the late forties. In the 1950, I think, he started Cars Brothers Groceries in a Quonset hut, which, is that a thing, Miller Ford? Do you guys know what Quonset huts are? No, no. Okay, like a Quonset hut is like, it's basically like half of a cylinder thrown down on the ground, just metal over the top of it. So it's like, it's like a half dome and it was that's what Cars Brothers Grocery was. Um, is it kind really of like easy a permanent to, yurt, basically? It looked like, yeah, metal. Yeah. Like made out of metal. So okay. he started that and with his brother, uh, BJ. Um, and I think my grandpa was more of the brains behind the operation. He was really young. He was like his early twenties. And so he couldn't get a loan. And so his dad had to step in pop car had to step in and kind of help with that. And, um, he actually, my great grandpa pop car would, kind of put on a suit and prayed his way around the grocery store. And people thought it was his shop, but it was really my grandpa in the back crunching numbers and getting things going. And so he started that. It got pretty successful in the fifties and the sixties, early sixties. I think he teamed up with a guy who did wholesale called um, Godstein. Uh, and so they kind of, I'm not even sure it's completely legal now for wholesale and retail to join forces to, uh, come together and, and uh, work that way. But yeah, Car Godstein started. And so they did real estate. Uh, Godstein was the wholesale, Cars was the retail, and it kind of exploded. And there were tons of grocery stores all over Anchorage and then made its way up to Fairbanks. The funny part was like they also owned stores called Eagles, but they didn't want to call them Cars because they had to raise the prices so much because they were in more remote parts of Alaska. So it's like, how come when I'm at a cars in Kenai, I have to pay X, Y, or Z or but when I'm in Anchorage, it's like, yeah, cause it's hard to sell to get shit there, man. But, uh, so, so that's kind of the primary grocery store. This Safeway the, I would say cars is now. Yeah. So, uh, he, the, he ran the store car Godstein happened. And then in 1990 they sold. Um, and so my dad worked there for a little bit after that, but, uh, the family sold when I was 12, not a great time to be in elementary school when front page of the paper 
has a bunch of numbers tied to your family and you're just a 12 year old in school and be like, guys, I, I, it's not me. I don't know what's to tell you. Um, but uh, yeah, so they sold in 1990, focused mostly on the real estate after that. But it was pretty, I mean, I loved hearing stories about my grandpa and it wasn't until my grandpa really, uh, and unfortunately, like I kind of hid from the whole, like, yeah, I'm one of the cars, you know, which is kind of something people say to you. Oh, are you related to the cars? It's like, yeah, like I kind of tricked away from that when I was a kid, just because I was a little embarrassed by it. But for whatever reason, after my grandpa passed away, I'm almost like, hell yeah. Like he moved up here with nothing. He wasn't even a college graduate. Like, and he started this business and uh, I'm pretty proud. He's pretty awesome. So you have a big family. Yeah. Like, you know, brothers and um, my, no, I don't. My sister, um, my older sister passed away a few years ago. Um, so it was just the two of us. And then my dad, he has a sister and he had a brother, his younger brother passed away. So it's pretty small, but I do have quite a few cousins. Um, and then my mom's family, they came up here when, uh, she was in third or fourth grade, I think from New Hampshire, my grandpa, her dad, came up to work in the uh, railroad. Um, and so they moved up here and they actually, what's funny is like the car side of the family obviously owned cars, but I had two aunts uh, that were my mom's sisters that worked in the uh, uh, receiving. And so like you'd go grocery shopping and then you pop your head in the back room and talk to family members and stuff. And then my grandma, uh, my mom's mom, like gave doled out, pizza samples they had those take and bake pizzas back in yeah. the late 80s and and they would they would you know bake the pizzas uh in the grocery store and cut them up just to get people to buy them and that's what my grandma did so i'd stop by and get some free pizza from grandma it's good times i feel like we need to have nate uh you know being um groceries are in your blood i mean when especially when you come to the lower 48 who do you respect? Who do you respect in the grocery business? What, you know, what what's your personal power ranking of of grocery stores? Um, I respect people's allegiance to Kroger's. You know, my my wife's family. Her, she grew up in Northern Kentucky, and they would say, like, her grandma would, wouldn't say we're going grocery shopping; they'd say we're going Krogering. Um, and so I respect the allegiance, but. Uh, I wasn't really impressed with Kroger's. I expected more because like, like I'm totally biased, but cars was pretty awesome back in the day. And so I was really not impressed. I will say, um, and Laz mentioned this in the Palm Springs pod, uh, Jensen's out in California. That's a hell of a grocery store. That is, that's a nice grocery store. It's a little bit more high end, obviously, but yeah, that's a hell of a store. I mean, Kroger. Kroger just doesn't do it for me. It's, uh... it's also weird. You know, you guys are allowed to sell beer in a grocery store. Is that not a thing? Not a thing. And so we had a cars and then cars also owned Oak and keg, which was a liquor store that yeah. was right next door. And so going away to college, like you're in the grocery store and you're like, Oh man, there's a beer aisle. And then in Indiana, they shut the lights off in that aisle on yeah. Sundays. Cause that was you like know. how it was growing up in Georgia or like, you know, even in Ohio, like, you know, Randy, I mean, there was the state run, you know, liquor store and all that. Like we've got like the, like the wind Dixies down here have like a attached liquor store next door. It like, is, is it kind of like our laws kind of weird in Alaska just because I'm sure 
drinking and depression and all that is probably a pretty prevalent thing up there. I, it is. It's, it's, that is not a good scene um, for sure. And I'm not sure if that's what prompted that, but they definitely become more lax. Now there's uh, there like the cars. It's right up the street from us. The, there is a door between Oak and keg and car. So you can actually go back and forth before it was like, you had to physically shop, check out. And then if you want to go get alcohol, you need to go, couple doors down but now they're actually kind of quasi connected so what, they're lax like now. what's cars what's kind of the calling card what like you know you gotta sum it up like hey here's here's two or three things they do really well or they used to do really well as far as like you know like Publix has their sandwiches or randy I, kroger what do you even say for kroger i don't even know what kroger has that's that's you know <laughs> top shelf i i so my thing that i've said from the beginning with kroger was like Growing up in Ohio, we like we didn't make a big deal about going to the grocery store. Like you just went and got your groceries. And it's so weird getting down south. It's like, oh my gosh, no, we go to Publix for their <laughs> sub sandwiches, and we do this for them. I was like, well, really? Like, just go to the grocery Randy store. Randy hates and- anything with any sort of hype attached to it. No, just like what I don't know. Uh, I mean, Tron likes Publix. He won't say this, but they take his bags out to the car for him. He always no, they don't. That they take that his was, bags that, out for him. That was a big deal back in the day. We had uh, baggers that, especially in Alaska, I don't know if it's the uh, the bad weather, but you know anybody going grocery shopping loved it when there was a kid there bagging your groceries and would bring them out to your car and load them in your car for you. Um, that was a big part of it. I think we actually, my grandpa recognized that produce was something that people were lacking in Alaska. So getting fresh produce up here and getting the produce department to actually look like produce was, it was a big lift, but I feel like that was a big part of what drew people to cars quality centers. And is most of that just coming out of California, like central Valley, California? Uh, Man, good question. I think most of it. I mean, it's funny, like my dad uh, snowbirds. And so he'll be in California and then you go down there and you're like, Oh, I recognize that, that strawberry brand. Oh, okay. So this is where this is where the uh, sausage is made. Okay. Yeah. So where so so where do you shop for you know the all the organic your kind of you know your diet um, my diet the, your um, bougie milk. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah my food. bougie milk you can get just about anywhere these days it's a pretty wild scene um I do unfortunately um I I we lean on Fred Meyer a little bit more than I'd like it's a sad state of affairs. Um, if I need something quick, cars is my go-to because it's closer, but I literally drive past two cars to get to a Fred Meyer sometimes. And I'm not proud to say that. How has the, the Safeway integration gone over the last couple of decades? Uh, like, is, you know, as cars felt like cars when you walk in there, is it felt more like no. Safeway mm-hmm. or an Albertsons? No, it de- it's definitely been a slow trickle. Like it was weird at first to see Safeway stuff in a cars like that select shit uh, in a car store. Like, what is what is going on? But uh, I actually love the fact that they never, when they bought it, they didn't change the name because Safeway was up here while Cars was still owned by the family. And like, it was at one point, my dad, and who knows if this is true or not, but at one point, my dad's like, we held the record for the fastest opening and closing of a grocery store. Like, there was a Safeway that opened next to a Cars. It opened and it closed like within six months because nobody would go there. 
Local um, loyalty. So, yeah, that's powerful. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, I, I feel like it's just kind of become a slow trickle. Um, and yeah, now it just feels like a safe way. Was there like a, uh, a slogan or a mantra or kind of an, egg, um, like cars, quality line? centers, superfood, super drug. I don't know if they really needed the pharmacy hook to get people in the stores, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, and also cars can't be beat was a big okay. deal when I was a kid. Ever any, any, you know, motivation or, or inclination to, you know, get into that business or was it kind of off the, you know, off was, the table? By the time it was were... off the table pretty early. Okay. I mean, obviously they sold the company, but yeah. my, my dad kind of wanted me to, my parents wanted me to go seek out other opportunities. So I did that. I had friends that worked there. Like one of my best friends, you know, uh, worked in produce and he'd, he'd cut you a sample and, you know, I'd go in there and see Ted working produce. And yeah, I mean, a lot of people that I knew worked there. I just, yeah, I never, never did it myself. Uh, yeah. TC, what else we got? Oh, the, the Alaskan flag is really cool. I think that's something we wanted to call out. Oh, yeah, somehow Absolutely. I'd never seen that before. I Googled it and I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like yeah, yeah. there's nothing a good state flag is 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 a cool thing. And I feel like the Alaskan flag probably deserves more more notoriety. Oh, more, absolutely. More I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it's big the, dipper, man. Yeah, it's the dipper. That's what I was gonna say. And then is the yeah. big star apart from that? Is that supposed to be like the North Star? It's the eight stars of gold on a field of blue, Randy. Uh, the Alaska flag, what does it mean to you? Sorry not to throw bars at you, but that is our song. Um, yeah, it's uh, I'm not sure what the, what the story is, but yeah, that's it is uh, completely biased. Uh, it's awesome. Do you guys have like a point? So, is there like a fiber line running down to Seattle? Or, <laughs> uh, I have no idea, but I mean, you complain about Comcast, we have GCI up here, which is the the only show in town and it is a hellscape like they try to you know they did everything you know they wanted to do your cable your phone your internet and we have you know no free ads but youtube tv has made me so happy to get away from them like uh gci is the worst and i don't know how, but I don't you still know have to have is. their internet right yeah no yeah i'm beholden to their internet you know there is not a good scene not good all right going back like going back to grocery stores if it snows so much and do you have shopping cart, like do you take the shopping carts out in the parking lot or do you, or do you have to just physically take your, your back in the, out? back in the day, they used to have like the baggers would have these kind of carts. They reminded me of, you know, the, the uh, trolleys abandoned those big tires. Yeah. Like the rickshaws, the rickshaws, yeah. but it was like a big old metal one and they would, so you'd have your shopping cart, you do all your shopping, they bag your groceries, put them on those metal rickshaws and just power throughout to the, gro- to the uh, car. But they don't do that anymore. Now they, they're just like, all right, we're just going to do it like everybody else. And now people out there just trying to push their carts in the snow. It's not a good, the parking lots and people just leave them because oh. they don't want to, you know, that's the worst. Uh, subhuman, man. Subhuman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about this with the flag? Sure. The, the 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 Alaskan state flag first designed by Benny Benson in 1927. But let me Benny ask Benson. You, yeah, let me ask you guys this: In 2001, there was a big uh, survey conducted, essentially trying to figure out the best flags among the Canadian provincial, U.S. state, and U.S. territory flags. 
Alaska came in fifth. Do you guys want to take any guesses? The the four uh, states, territories, provinces that ended up higher than Alaska. Can I get out ahead of the fact that I have no idea what the province flags look like? So if it's any of those, I am. I lived in SOL. Canada for a couple of years and I have no idea what they look like either. I mean, even Ontario. Randy, you're probably going to stunt on people and say Ohio, but that's not even a flag. It's a pennant. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and Ohio is not one of them. California has got to be up there. California right? is not, but you, but, but I, I will give you Texas, which, eh, Texas, whatever. Uh, uh, Colorado, people are pretty proud of that one. Is oh, it? that's a good flag. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. Uh, two, two states and one Canadian province. I'll give you the Canadian province. It's Quebec. Oh, typical Fleur de Lis. Yep. Yeah. 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 So we're looking for two U.S. I, state flags. Arizona? No. Man. New Hampshire? No. Oh, they have a great license plate. They had a good license yeah. plate back in the day. Live free or die. Um, man, well, one I think stumped. you should. One I think you should get, and the other I don't think is going to be very obvious. I'll, I'll give you the not obvious one: New Mexico. Oh hell yeah! Mexico's got a cool flag. Yeah. They also used to have really good turquoise license plates. Apparently, I'm a more of a license plate guy. Sorry. Oh, see, it was always a huge deal when you awesome. saw an Alaska license plate. I mean, it, it was. was. Like, that was like the holy grail. You yeah. know, <laughs> on long car trips, trying to you know check off all the states. God, if you got an Alaska, that was that was big. Yeah. Or or Hawaii. <laughs> I would say Hawaii, Hawaii. was more rare, right? That's yeah, true. Hawaii is yeah. yeah. All right, the last state, guys. Uh, 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 made famous by I. I mean, it's going to be too easy, but all the Under Armour stuff and you know. They're, they're oh big. maryland yeah okay uh, yeah yeah click clack what's no, the yeah. state bird uh, uh locals will give you mosquito yeah but i think it is oh man it's not the grout oh god edit this out i have no idea <laughs> the, the state bird is the the willow ptarmigan uh, yeah. oh the ptarmigan the p is silent the p is silent yeah. What yeah. about the state? Should have known that. Uh, state flower. God, it, I don't know. I don't the remember. Al- the, the alpine forget me not. Forget me nots. Oh, I did know that at one point in my life. Not right now, but at one point I did know that. Uh, is permafrost an issue by you, or is that way far it's, north? It's, it's farther north and it's getting wild. Like some of that is no longer frost and. <laughs> That's, I mean, I think that's part of why UAF was a good engineering school is like they have to deal with permafrost and there's a lot of other issues up there. But yeah, the permafrost on the roads and everything else farther north is pretty wild. Do you know the motto of Alaska? Uh, oh, I think there might be some controversy about that. It used People used to say the last frontier, but then that's not good. Is it north to the future? That is correct. The motto is north to the future. And in fact, the last frontier is the nickname. People don't like that as much. Okay. That one, that one's not as popular. No, I was just going to say, is that because of like the indigenous population? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you know what? Anchorage has kind of a cool city flag, too. A yellow <laughs> flag. Couldn't the anchor there? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like the uh, the boat and the anchor yeah. and the yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. A golf course, you know, like 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 uh, you know Essex or something like that. It kind of looks like. 
like that. Oh man, uh, I need to I need to dabble with that. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What uh, you ever see any bears or yeah. moose or elk by like like in your yard? Yeah, we had some bear scat in our yard last week. Um, my brother-in-law lives around the corner, and he caught a picture of the black bear that was been kicking it around here. We have moose all the time; they're obnoxious. They shit a lot. Um, big shits. But it, like, really, really oh my god, shit. it's the worst. And then they just if we we have a some uh, raised beds, and they're like, "Don't mind if I do." It's just not a good. They're annoying, and they're huge. They're enormous. And they walk right over your fence. They're not phased. It's just uh, they mess you up too, won't they? Like, yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, mess with I'm those. not. No, I was uh, when I was a little kid. I did a paper route with a buddy, and we got charged. And like he slid under a car to get away from a moose. I was like on the other side. Yeah, not a good. Not good. Uh, what? All right, last question for me. What? Uh, you were a theater major. What yes. was your favorite production you were ever in? Great question. Um, if we rewind the tape, uh, you'll notice that I was a theater major that never actually was in the, the theater. I did like some improv and some comedy stuff, okay. but I did not actually do any shows. Um, I'm more of a, uh, if you can't do teach kind of guy. Um, I did in retrospect is pretty embarrassing, but I sent in probably a really bad audition tape to second city like in college i was like that's where i'm going that's what i want to do um and they were really polite and they returned the vhs and said you just you keep on keeping on sir Hot dog, so, we're good you, right? you, yeah, you exactly. should have sent them the pep rally video i hope it was the pep rally video doing your chris Farley. it was not it was yeah i should have i should have sent them that um to put it back on you guys you know my son is playing in a greater cincinnati golf tournament uh he played in one last week he's playing another one this week uh do you have any inside scoop on miami whitewater forest golf course you know i absolutely i absolutely should uh but the truth is i've never played it okay it's over kind of on the little north of cincinnati yeah yeah northwest yeah yeah okay i was hoping to get i was hoping to shave a few strokes for him get some inside scoop so, what, so, the hard way. so what's the deal? He's he's basically kind of setting up shop in in Ohio to get some competitive. No, we're golf. just like, you know we're so there's no junior golf up here. Yeah. Uh, there's no high school golf, and so he loves golf, wants to play in college, and so we're like <clears throat> tried to find tournaments for him to play in, and they're on a two week vacation, and I called up the Greater Cincinnati Golf Association, and they said sure. Just he can play. So they're really cool. The state of Washington, the state of Oregon said he had to become a resident if he wanted to play in tournaments there. Then he, very gives, cool, up very... his, then he gives up his check. Exactly. Right? I mean, it's a pro con situation. You can't have that. So no, but yeah, they're really cool in Cincinnati. They let him play. And uh, so he's got, uh, he played one last week at AJ Jolly, which is a course in Kentucky. And now he's playing in uh, little North Cincinnati this week. So that'd be cool. Cool. Randy, anything else on your end? No. Uh, if anybody's listening and has info on Miami Whitewater, we'll be happy to connect you via Twitter, Nate. We'll we'll uh, we'll get. I your appreciate son, that. Yeah, we'll need it. Your, we'll get your son the the best intel we can possibly provide. Tell him to get up to nice. Oxford too. It's right up the road. Yeah, you should yeah. go check out Miami. Yeah. Right. Right. That'd be good. I know. I know. We'll uh, we'll see. I don't know. 
he, uh, for college golf, he is leaning towards anywhere where he can just wear a sweatshirt. He does not want to have to go somewhere where he has to wear a coat, you know, because it's about the education. So does he want hot then too? Like he wants he wants sweat like like maximum of sweatshirt as far as layers go, but but prefer- yeah, like he's leaning towards occidental. Like I think that's what he wants. He wants something like that. But I don't. He would also. I mean, he just wants to play, man. He'd end up in Portland. He'd play, he'd be he'd love playing golf up there too, like Willamette or yeah, um, Lewis and Clark, something like that. What so year who knows? He, oh, he's going into his senior year. He's going, he's yeah. He's going okay. into his senior year. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll have to follow along with his his journey over the next, you know. Yeah. I was, was going to say, I, I mean, I'll, I'll plug lots of good D3 schools, uh, colleges in, in Ohio. Okay. You guys, you guys could do more a little than tour. It's more yeah, than a little bit more than sweatshirt weather. Right. So that's yeah. that's the drawback. But uh, Right. Yeah. Do you know Berea College? Like, they're... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They, uh, they... they uh, they have a golf team. We were shocked. We were looking up all these schools around there. I was like, really? Okay. Huh. That's, it's That's, just such a crazy thing where like, yeah, there's no, just thinking about it. There's no, you know, there's no junior golf tour or program up there. There's no, and like, I can't believe that, that like, there's gotta be other people that have run into this too. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think there's a couple kids here and there, you know, I will say like he learns a lot from playing against guys that are, you know, taking shots of birdie juice and, you know, and smoking cigarettes and stuff. like he's had to play against adults and I'm sure he's learned a lot doing that, but yeah, it is too bad. I think he really enjoyed playing like down in uh, Cincinnati area and stuff to play against kids. Like, I think he enjoyed that for sure. Yeah. I've always talked about, you know, sending Solly up to, to go through like us open local qualifying in Alaska. Yes. Yeah. Palmer. It's yeah, we have one. I mean, He's, he's, uh, I think he's approaching a two handicap. So he's got to get it down a little bit lower to Jack does not Sully, but my son's got to get a little bit lower if he wants to be able to play in that next year. So we'll see. To be fair, Sully is also approaching a two handicap. Like, <laughs> <laughs> two, yeah, we're going, we're going in uh, different, different areas. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Nate, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Truly a, a pleasure to get to speak to you about Alaska. Uh, I feel like this is the culmination of, uh, you know, a, a Twitter relationship. And we, we met you in person earlier this year in Grand Rapids, but just been a lot of fun to get to know you on social media and, and equally fun now to get a chance to talk to you about Alaska and learn a little bit more about you. So thank you. Well, thank you guys. You know, it's funny, uh, back in uh, 2017, I wrote a little thing on my blog that I no longer post on, but I was talking about different podcasts to listen to. And 2017, I said, if you enjoy No Laying Up, take the time to check out The Trap Draw. It's a great podcast in the NLU family. So I've been listening for years. Years, gentlemen. This is truly a treat for me. A shout out to the Rick Clarson episode. Uh, (laughs) What was that episode? Episode 16. You know, my sister just sent me a note yesterday. She said I was cleaning the house. She was like, "I, I found episode 16 and was listening to it. And I was just, she was flabbergasted. She couldn't believe it. She was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> good old, good old Rick. So uh anyway, Nate, we'll let you go. Enjoy the the summer months up there. Enjoy the sunshine. And um, thank you so much. Straight <laughs> drop.
up this and zip lock that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Who 